0: Of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss Podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at Brad Logan C-O-T-E. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault. To the pavilion, to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan.
1: where the game starts. Welcome into today's show, a special edition. We are joined by Ole Miss Head Coach Mike Bianco that's going to kind of take a look back at this 2022 season. It's been kind of some ups and downs. At the end of the day, the Rebels are in the Coral Gables Regional. It will face Arizona, and right now what we know is that it will face Arizona 55 minutes following the Miami Canaceous game down in Coral Gables. We know there's a lot of rain projected for that regional this upcoming weekend. So, Uh, The Rebels 55 minutes after the 9 o'clock game, which if history proves is going to be somewhere between 12 and 1 o'clock. The good news is uh, the Rebels hopefully will get the game in on Friday. Saturday looks a little sketchy, Sunday as well. So uh, from what we understand, the NCAA will allow this game to, uh, at least this series, to be played all the way until Tuesday at some point, but it must finish on Tuesday. Then you get into a lot of rules, semantics about uh, the ranking of teams and uh, the seating and that sort of thing. But you're, you just hope that you can can, can get the uh, the winner on the field and not some rule book. So, uh, Mike Bianco coming up here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. I'm your host, Brad Logan, and so happy that you're along for the ride today. Of course, the Rebels are excited, 32-22, uh, and 14-16 the SEC. They get into the NCAA tournament. A lot of people, including myself, uh, very surprised by that. I think there are some teams that have a gripe, NC State being one, but at the end of the day, the committee – Uh, chaired by Army, uh, AD Mike Buddy pointed out a couple of things. It was all around RPI and it was around non-conference wins. The Rebels had a ton. Uh, Of course, they had big wins over UCF. uh, Ended up being really, really good wins for the Rebels. The Governor's Cup, the Rebels were able to beat Mississippi State in a game down in Pearl. And, of course, the big win was number 11, Southern Miss. They were able to beat the Eagles down in Hattiesburg. That proved to be a very big difference. Once again, thanks very much for being part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, Uh, downloading wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks very much also for uh, subscribing to the podcast. Rating and reviewing is always appreciated. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter. That's at Believe in Ole Miss. If you ever have a question or a comment, you can always shoot me a direct message at Brad Logan C O T E. And now, Ole Miss head coach Mike Bianco, right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network.
2: It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life, a major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships, moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring Honors College, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss.
1: Logan here, joined by Ole Miss head coach Mike Bianco. And, Coach, thanks very much for joining us today.
3: Absolutely. No problem. Glad to be with you.
1: 18 of 22 seasons uh, at the helm at Ole Miss. You've made the postseason. What makes this team a little bit different maybe than the other teams that you've seen in the past?
3: You know, it's kind of been a really crazy year. As you know, Brad, you follow us. You're talking about an older group that got off to a really good start. Uh, you know, we had a couple injuries, that probably the biggest one to Kevin Graham that uh, cost him a month right in the middle of the season, but some some other you know uh, minor injuries, a pulled hamstring by Jack Washburn, one of our weekend starters at the time, an apodectomy, uh that happened to John Gaddis. Uh, but but probably the biggest thing is it just you know we we lost a couple weekends a weekend here against uh, Tennessee and it kind of sent us into a little bit of a tailspin I think we kind of lost our swagger a little bit and uh, but then found it at the end of the year and started playing some of our best baseball and and hopefully that'll continue you know throughout the postseason.
1: Taking a look at this team I know I had a chance to watch the video the Ole Miss production staff does a phenomenal job and the one thing you said is. Hey guys, we got practice today. How excited are you for players like Tim Oko, Justin Bates came back for this final year?
3: You know, you, you wish and you hope and you pray over the last five or six days. And we knew that, you know, we were on that bubble and it could go either way. And, uh, you know, today's day of social media, you know, there is no secrets. And so, you know, the guys, you know, read a lot of uh, I don't want to say negative things, but but things that, hey, they, they may not get in or it doesn't look good or the bubble, bubble's shrinking. And so, you know, it, it's been a tough, you know, five or six days leading up to the selection show. Uh, and one of the things that you know, I thought about a lot and, and even spoke to my wife about it, I said, I, 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 you know, it's going to be crushing, you know, uh, to not make it. It's going to be crushing for a lot of reasons for a lot of the Ole Miss fans. But the thing that I'll probably hate the most is, you know, for this team, especially the older guys, uh, that this is, you know, that, that would be their way out, you know? And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, guys like Elko and bench and Graham and Chofi and guys that have won as many games wearing the the red and blue as anybody, uh, this, you know, maybe they played their last game and that, that would be so unfortunate. So just so happy for those guys. And you could see how genuine, you know, that was right. You know, how excited they were. And I've sat in that room, uh, you know, and, and watched us get in 18 different times, but I don't know if I've ever seen that much emotion. And so that was, that was really a, a neat thing to be a part of.
1: AD Army Mike Buddy is someone that we heard from at the conclusion of the selection process. He talked about a couple of things that really stood out. The RPI, obviously. You guys have a great RPI. I thought one thing was key was the non-conference schedule. You have to look back at the games against Southern Miss where you guys beat the then number 11 ranked Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Also that midweek game down in Pearl against Mississippi State. Those are two big games, Coach, that you could look back on and think that could have been the difference in the end.
3: No, without a doubt, and you know one of the things is at the beginning of the year you, you don't know which which is the game that's going to you know turn the tide to some uh, selection committee member you know in Indianapolis in, in late May, and you, you're exactly right, Brad. I mean those are. <laughs> excuse me, too. you know, uh, I think high profile wins for us. But, you know, don't forget that we went on the road to central Florida. We played a, a very good Oral Roberts and VCU team here. Uh, you know, we normally play a pretty, pretty good non-conference schedule. Uh, you know, even though that, you know, you, you play in a very brutal SEC West.
1: Absolutely. And in, in looking at this team and some of the adversity that you guys have went through against Tennessee and, of course, Alabama at home, it felt like to me, Coach, and I'd love your opinion on this, the light switch kind of went off. Obviously, once you lose the series to Mississippi State, winning that midweek game against Mississippi State, it felt like the team was playing much better. And although you didn't win the series in Fayetteville, only winning one game, but it felt like things were kind of coming together before the big run at the end of the year.
3: You know, I agree, and, and nobody really knows, you know, when that, that switch gets flipped, and you're exactly right, but I really think we played well against Mississippi State here, you know, it was one of those rivalry games where, you know, probably both of us look back, now they won two out of three, but, you know, they played really well too, and it might have been, you know, their their best weekend of the year, you know, the way they played. And and so what, when I when I think back at it, it was right in that span and, and in a span where uh, some of those weekends prior to that Mississippi State even South Carolina we had won Friday games and weren't able to win one of the next two and most of those uh, three weekends in a row we won on a Friday South Carolina Mississippi State and Arkansas but we're we were unable to win one of the next two games so that's six conference games that goes down as losses and really we. We were in all of them, could have won any of them, and I don't mean like, hey, we got you know beating the bottom of the nine type of thing, but I mean all of those games were close, they were competitive, uh, and none of them go our way. And uh, you know, again, if if one of those games go different, then then maybe we get you know get going or back on track a little sooner. But I think you're exactly right, beating state down in the governor's cup, I think gave us some life. We played better, you know, at Arkansas, and then of course the last two you know two weeks of the season or three weeks of the season. We played really
1: well. One thing that's been really solid for you coach is Dylan DeLucia from the mound on Friday night. Uh, The pitching staff has been good for you down the stretch with Derek Diamond of course going that third game and then relying heavily uh, on Hunter Elliott for that second game. Obviously not giving away too much about what you're going to expect down in Miami but if you can just talk about the starting pitching for you and then of course Drew McDaniel has been phenomenal during the midweek.
3: It really has and you know that's probably the thing when I look back at it the thing that you know uh, as a coach maybe the most disappointing uh, thing for me is, you know, going into the year, we felt pretty good about the pitchers. You know, we didn't have the, the frontline guys like a Doug Nikhazy or Gunnar Hoagland. Uh, but we felt collectively, you know, we might have more depth than we had last year. And of course we return a lot of that offensive firepower. Uh, but, you know, as we started the season, we just couldn't get on track with our starting pitching. We tried some different guys and uh, some guys that ended up in the bullpen. Some guys like Derek that went from Friday to Saturday to Sunday. Uh, but, but finally, you know, Dylan, you know, as you mentioned, uh, you know, kind of emerges as that Friday night guy and has been really terrific for us, you know, uh, up until maybe the, 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 the final weekend against Texas A&M, but beyond that, Every time out, he's given us an opportunity to win the game. And as you mentioned, Hunter Elliott, you know, terrific, true freshman, all three, all SEC freshman team, uh, been, you know, uh, outstanding in game two. And Derek's kind of found that home in game three where that's really, if you get to Sunday or you get to that game three, you just want a guy to give you an opportunity, right? Just, you know, outpitch pitch the guy in the other uniform, you know, by a few pitches and, and hopefully give you a shot to win. And they've done that. And, of course, you know, uh, Brandon Johnson, I think, is kind of, uh become the guy at the end of the game that we've wanted to uh, wanted him to and really by no fault of his own he just didn't get a lot of opportunities early on right i mean there just wasn't a lot of opportunities for him to finish games uh but he's been terrific at the back end i thought josh mallets might have been our best pitcher out of the bullpen the last three weeks and uh you you know when you look back mason nichols a true freshman pitched really well um and so again I think you know the pitching is starting to really click at the right time you know here at the end and if we can continue to swing you know hopefully we can make a run at this thing
1: Hey, coach, real quick, judging from where Josh Mallets came from last year in Starkville on Sunday to where he's at now, in your career, have you seen a pitcher progress this much uh, as Mallets has over the last, uh, what, 12 months?
3: Well, you know, and when you take into consideration, Brad, that you know, he started the season with mono. And so one of the th- reasons that, you know, he really didn't pitch, you know, the f- first month of the season. Is, is because he had mono, was out, and couldn't do anything for about four to six weeks. Uh, but just proud of the way he's hung in there. Yeah, you know, there, there's always a, a, a bit of a maturation period, and, and Josh had to go through that. He, he had some, some really good outings for us last year, and some ones that I'm sure, like you know, a lot of young guys, you'd, you'd like to forget. But he's hung in there, he's worked really hard, and, and certainly I don't think we're where we're at right now you know, without the way he pitched the last three weeks of the season.
1: And a lot of people would say Kemp Alderman from the plate also made a huge transition, uh, batting two eighty eight from the plate for you, coach, really hitting with a lot of power, down the stretch, getting the key hit, that's really been the biggest call out I've seen from this offense in the last couple of games.
3: Well, it's it's one of the you know, the major reasons for success. You know, certainly dominant pitching is the most important part to win a game, but the next, you know, would be the timely hit, not you know, how many hits but getting those key hits at the right time. And, uh, and the more hitters and the, the hotter guys you got in the lineup, the more opportunity you have for that to happen.
1: Hey, Coach, before we let you go, a quick look at Arizona. Chip Hale stepping in for Jay Johnson, of course, who's at LSU. Former player there at Arizona. is in his first season, has been in the major league since '07. Garrett Irvin will be throwing from the mound. And I know you've seen a lot of tape on Arizona. What are you kind of expecting from the Wildcats this year?
3: Well, they're going to go with Irvin in game one as we go with Delucia. And uh, Irvin's a left-hander. We faced him last year, and I think it was game – Two and and handled him pretty well, but he's had an outstanding year for them. And when you look, he doesn't give up hits. He doesn't give you free base runners. Uh, it's not that he, he's overpowering. He's anywhere from eighty six to ninety. Uh, so he's he's different than Nichols. But uh, uh, but he's left handed and he can really pitch, and it's a four pitch mix. But uh, you know we counter with Dylan, and as we just mentioned a few minutes ago, you know he's he's been a horse for us on Friday night. Uh, they got a predominantly right-handed lineup, and uh, it should bat, you know make for a great matchup.
1: Coach, Arizona, Miami, Canisius down to the Coral Gables Regional. Congratulations on making it to the postseason, and thank you very much for being on the show here today.
3: My pleasure, Brad. Thank you.
1: And thanks very much to Head Coach Mike Bianco for joining us. It's a, uh, it's a big one down in Coral Gables. And I think everybody understands that along with he and the coaching staff. But, you know, I thought it was interesting, too, that, that it gets a chance for, for players like Tim Elko, Justin Bench, Kevin Graham that came back, Max Trophy, and it gives them a chance to go out a winner how that's going to happen we'll just have to wait and see uh, the weather is obviously going to play a factor at the end of the day the revs going to try to get this one in on friday morning or maybe friday afternoon and then kind of go from there today's show brought to you in part by university traditions a great spot if you're looking for a hat and not only is this a good laying down hat it's a great hat because you can get your favorite state's colors it doesn't matter if you're Ole Miss, Mississippi State. You're going to get that logo of the state of Mississippi in your team colors. The same thing goes for Alabama, Auburn. There's some great hats that just dropped from Tennessee. Be sure and follow. That's at Traditions on Twitter, and that's UniversityTraditions.biz. So go ahead. It's a great spot for Father's Day, too. Get your dad a great hat. And, oh, by the way, grab one for yourself. And when you check out, use that promo code BRAD. That's B-R-A-D. Save you 10% today. UniversityTraditions.biz. Your favorite hat, a great hat that lays down. And by the way, they've got the hats that have the mesh back. They've got the hats that have the, the rope going around the top. So if your dad likes that trucker style hat, University Traditions has you covered. All the teams, all the hats you can imagine, and grab one for yourself. That's universitytraditions.biz, a proud sponsor right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Also, a reminder our show is always brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online, our partners at Bet Online. Continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Remember, you can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs. The finals are coming up. The Major League Baseball season is in full swing. Remember, fights, NFL futures. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs. Just all there, right there in one spot. Including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. So today, it's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website and get your mobile device, sign up today using the promo code Believe. that's B-L-E-A-V, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Remember, bet Online where the game starts. Thanks to everybody for joining us here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. Thanks again to Coach Mike Bianco for joining us. It's Ole Miss in Arizona on Friday. It's some point in the NCAA regional we'll have a recap for you right here in the believe in almost podcast part of the believe network until then we'll see you down the road